Warning. The following Common Science podcast is going to include profanity as we come to you today with the topic of profanity. And honestly, this is the second time I recorded an intro because I fucked up on the first one. But we're excited to be talking to you today about, yeah, fuck-ups, misslips, the times in life where you just can't get it right and something comes out that is profane, I suppose. So I'm going to start by kicking it off with the question, what's your guys' favorite swear word? So this is Aiden speaking, and my favorite swear word has got to be fuck. And it's just got to go with the versatility of it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many times where I've stubbed a toe or like dropped a plate or whatever else. And for some reason, no other word comes to me but that word. How about you, Dre? <clears throat> Recently, I stumbled upon an out-of-date swear word. It was um, Steven Pinker was the one who said it. He said, kiss the cunt of a cow. And I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I was just like that. We never, he said we need to bring it back, and I agree. No. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So this is something you've said, like, in the last seven days. I've never said it. I just have. I just heard it said in the last two days, and I thought it was hilarious. Wow. Why, does, why did he say that? Why did he say we got to bring it back? He just thought it was amusing. He thought, it, you know, it was rhythmic and had alliteration and humorous. Huh. That's funny. I, I haven't <laughs> been exposed. So to our listeners, Steven Pinker is this like Harvard, whatever, all the shiny titles, uh, like psychologist. And I've never been exposed to that. I've only been exposed to his more uh, vanilla <laughs> uh, academic <laughs> writing. But <laughs> that's hilarious. That's too funny. Wow. Uh, that is really funny because... My least favorite swear word of all the swear words is the C word. I can't even say it out loud. Mm. So you were offended. Yeah. I had a bit of a visceral response to that. Yeah. Have, you've been to England though, right? Oh, oh you haven't. They, <laughs> they use it a lot. <laughs> they use it quite a bit. Man. Maybe yeah, they do. One of the... It's funny. So on the topic of profanity, um, I was at a bar... And there were these two Australians, and they were explaining to me the difference between a good cunt and a bad cunt. And <laughs> to take it there, he was, he was, they were just talking about, like, yeah, uh, in their country, they call, like, their best friends, like, the C word. Um, and then they'll also, yeah, I mean, it can be... So it can be used in an endearing fashion, which is hilarious <laughs> to think about from the U.S. where yeah. it's completely, um, I mean, just completely has these negative connotations. And it can also be used to offend somebody else. So it's just funny, culture to culture. Yeah, in general, I have a problem with words that are associated to genitalia that are the incorrect term. So... It's less about the offensiveness. I don't know. And I, and I guess it's also tied to the offensiveness in the U.S., but I really just don't like words that are supposed to be penis or vagina, and people just can't bring themselves to say those words. 
Yeah, that's fair. Where um, were you in the world when that conversation happened? I was in Honduras. Huh. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kind of out of the blue. They, they found out that I was from Minnesota, and they had a Minnesota Vikings beer koozie. And then they, yeah, decided to strike up a conversation with me. And it was, like, one of the most enlightening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, like, uh, the one of the most fascinating things about swear words, right, profanity, is that it's just cultural norms. Mm-hmm. So in, when I was in England, they were saying it left and right, and there was, like, no offense, right? Um, everything, <laughs> like, and, but America, like, I hardly, to your point, I hardly ever hear the C word. It's almost never even brought up. Like, people talk about... Um, the word bitch and slut and how women, a lot of women have like reclaimed it and this and that. And it's a, I, I hear that word, I hear those words quite a bit, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, yeah, I don't hear the other one so much, no. but in England, yeah, it's all good. It's all. <laughs> yeah. So what, what is profanity? I mean, if you guys yeah. were to give a definition. Um, so as far as the definition goes, I mean, Original, originally, so again in my Wikipedia research, um, yeah, it originates from the classical Latin profanus, which means being outside the temple, uh, pro being outside, and phantom being temple or sanctuary. And so it, it definitely has historically at least had... Um, strong like anti-church like blasphemy type uh origins like words that might be subversive or Mm -hmm. otherwise yeah this definition i have pulled up blasphemous or obscene language Mm. what about you jay yeah um same thing uh i'm a huge fan of etymology and where words come from so definitely got the outside of the temple which was fascinating to me because there's so many words for profanity, right? Taboo words, um, swear words, cuss, curse. Uh, and some of them have different kind of connotations like curse. When you think of like curse words, you think of like cursing somebody, right? Um, and then I, I'd never really known where profanity came from or what that word meant. But for it to mean outside the temple and have that history is really fascinating to me. Uh, and just it's, yeah, it's religious ties, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, thousands of years ago, how intense people took um in general religions whether it was christianity or paganism whatever religion like it was taken a lot more seriously i believe than in today's day and age so that makes a lot of sense why people would be in uproar about that and find it super obscene to the point of i'm sure like people were stoned for profanities and blasphemies and hung and burned and all that type of stuff and little that i know before looking into this is there's a lot of words, or like profanity is illegal in a lot of countries today too, including the U.S. And I read an article that said Myrtle Beach actually collected twenty-two thousand dollars in fines, I think, in twenty eighteen, based on profanity, <laughs> people, wow. yeah, verbal obscenities. So I, I was low-key kind of flabbergasted by that. Why do you guys think it is we have such a problem with use of these words in in speech, yet we are okay with lots of profane and graphic um negative like t-shirts are you referring to the images or the words that are on t-shirts both images and words i mean they can be war provoking 
and violence inciting. But you can't display, like, fuck or shit. Mm. But you can't yeah. say the words. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's just so historically deep, at least. Um, yeah, like this taboo of the words. And which is funny to me, like, I think back to some personal experiences and stories from my parents and also from like you Lauren so I mean like the idea of like washing a kid's mouth out with soap like that was very normal um pause did you guys yeah. have your mouths washed out with soap threatened but not no I no. did not really no. yeah wow so I definitely had my mouth washed out with soap both bar soap and like pump soap and bar soap is worse it like gets ground into your teeth and so it continues to be soapy for the next couple of hours oh my god sounds horrible um yeah i had i was a, a really sassy i was a really sassy kid um and i'm i don't know i think i'm grateful for that yet here i am today on a podcast saying fuck so i don't know what it did <laughs> yeah probably best if that one goes yeah yeah i would agree with that um i think it's really funny like this like the kind of the contrast between do as i say but not as i do because oh I mean, my parents swore yeah oh, yeah my oh really my parents yeah were oh yeah just, my dad was a pastor and he swore mm. yeah my parents were poets with swear words but he <laughs> repented so it was okay oh yeah <laughs> um here's a so dre did bring up paganism so here's another uh curiosity that i'm curious what your guys what your reactions are to it uh so in some countries profanity words often have pagan roots that after Christian influence returned from names of deities and spirits to profanity and used as such. So in Finland, one of their favorite swear words, so that's like the other th- funny thing too, is that different countries have different swear words, uh, is perkele. I think I'm pronouncing that right, but, um, and that's their version of like, goddamn, mm-hmm. um, and, it was uh, believed to be an original name of the thunder god Uko, the chief god of the Finnish pagan pantheon. Interesting. Yeah. Thought provoking. So that's one of their current favorite words. Well, it's their one of their current swear words. So their swear word now that means like damn. And that's and offensive. And it's a bad there? word and it's offensive. Yeah. Um, is damn a bad word here? Some parts of the country. I don't. Um, e- I I only hear it now in like in the sexy contact. Like damn, you're like god yeah, damn, oh, yeah, really damn. good today. Yeah. Yeah, damn <laughs> is pretty mild these days. Pretty benign, but I would guess like in the Bible Belt. Um, yeah. It would still be probably still in Florida, like damn and hell. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not gonna go around saying what the hell in the Bible, but I would guess very often as a kid. Um, that's an interesting one to stick around though for the finish. I feel like, and even. Well, because, like, to that point, I guess, uh, in America, a lot of those specifically out of the temple words, blasphemous words against God, have really fell by the wayside. Um, 
like I hear people say, God damn, what the hell, um, for Christ's sakes, like all the time. And so those words I don't, I won't use. Yes. Um, I do not say Jesus or God or Christ in any like swearing context. Yeah. Hell I'll throw around sometimes because as much as it's a place, it's like an, it's a negatively connotated word. But because I also believe it's a place, I mean, the same as like if you tell a kid, oh, you might have to go on time out, which is also a real place, but it's also negatively connotated. I'll use hell. But, and even if I hear people say the Lord's name in vain, I will, in my mind, just be like, oh, well, yeah, he's listening. But yeah. then I will still say, fuck, shit, damn. Those are probably my three that I use the most frequently. Yeah. Damn is an interesting one that is so common now because it has one of the worst kind of like definitions it has such a like destructive like such a it's a curse it's like literally like a curse damn but you it's, that one's really interesting that it's just like it's so commonplace because it's just like maybe because damn is also a word like a bridge or like a damned up water i don't know but that one is always fascinating because it has i guess it doesn't really sound very strong either like damn it also just like fuck sounds strong yeah bitch yeah. Those are, those are strong words. The Damn, word. like, doesn't really sound... Yes. <laughs> I, was, I, you know, I refrained. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, those are, like, those sound powerful, which is one of the key indicators for what makes a good swear word is, like, stop consonants. So, like, K, G, T, those type of sounds that just sound... Everybody knows, like, K words or K mm-hmm. sounds are so powerful. And that's why, you know, you get fuck, shit, C word. Yeah. Um, bitch, you get those words, slut. You get those words, and they're kind of, like, powerful. Like, oh, you can feel them. Um, so that's really interesting, like, the linguistics of that. Yeah, I, I'd love to chat about, for our listeners, what it was like when we first started podcast recording. We had a conversation about swearing before we ever recorded a cast. Mm-hmm. We talked about whether or not we would swear. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if either of you want to recall a bit of that initial conversation and what our candor was. Uh, if I remember right, like, so are you talking about early, early on, like you're talking about after having released a couple episodes and then being like, no, earlier than that, right away, we texted Mm -hmm. about it and we were coming into the first podcast recording and I don't remember who posed the question, but someone just asked, it was probably me. What are, how are we feeling about front stage, backstage how real are we going to be like what are we what are we feeling about regarding swearing Mm -hmm. yeah i think didn't we didn't we come to like the conclusion that i mean if they were dropped every now and then it wasn't like we i mean it wasn't the end of the world because it just i mean we're talking normally but not to be excessive about it i'm trying to i'm trying to recall i don't recall that seems pretty accurate especially because that's generally how we have gone about it and i think because a lot some of our conversations have definitely been pretty emotional but i think based on the context of us pursuing kind of not noble pursuits but like just pursuing like knowledge it just isn't coming up as much that we just drop you know f-bombs and left and right and blah 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 but uh, and we haven't really engaged in like too many controversial topics like mm-hmm. abortion or something like that. We, so like that might 
arouse more emotion and we might be like Trey fuck you you know yeah. like that. you know who knows like someone might storm off or whatever with a nice cathartic um cuss word but yeah I think in general we weren't too worried about it I didn't mm-hmm. think like it was gonna lend itself to like an exorbitant amount of swearing but also I mean I love the common and common scientists so uh people swear the everyday yeah. person swears yeah. like so I, well, I would if i feel that way and lauren you can touch on this because i know you touched on it before it's like if i want to express my point most cogently i'm going to use one very specific word in the english language yeah fuck yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> mic drop um yeah it's been a progression though so we started off early on having this conversation briefly not thinking much about it via whatsapp i think has been our communication go-to and we decided yeah no we're gonna just be real just talk right and um about three weeks into the cast my mom reached out to me mom i love you and she's like oh my gosh like you have been swearing so much on I listened to your cast but I'm just I'm very concerned and you even sweared more than the boys like she was she thought it was outlandish that I not only swore but that I swore more than you guys she she was just so disturbed and um recommended that we take it take him down that the podcast or even or edit them out and our first couple of casts for sure had more swearing for me than our more recent casts um but there has been this conversation that we've had a couple of times then over the course of the podcast about swearing specifically about the word fuck um and so i think it warrants a little more conversation fuck the word yeah yeah so Um, origins did you guys look into that at all so as far as like so as far as that specifically not so much but i mean i guess i went down the the vein of why swear and there's actually research um that supports uh, the benefits of swearing which was i mean wild to to me as a common scientist coming across it um yeah, so while there is no evidence of harmful the harmful effects of swearing, again, this is from my Wikipedia research, for instance, that it leads to physical violence, there is research showing that swearing is associated with enhanced pain tolerance. Authors concluded that swearing prompts a fight-or-flight response and quashes the link between the fear of pain and the perception of pain itself. Uh, furthermore, authors, uh, so in two separate studies in 27 or three separate studies in 2017 uh authors gillard feldman et al found a consistent positive relationship between profanity and honesty profanity was associated with less lying and deception at the individual level and with higher integrity at the society level so I like reading that just kind of blew my mind and was a little reaffirming to of my humanity swearing every now yeah. and then. Uh, and probably the people who need to hear what you just said, Aiden, stopped listening already, right? Like, probably. 
Um, which is kind of sad because I think will a willingness to endure communication that isn't comfortable to you, whether it's me listening to hear listening to you guys say the word cunt and now me just saying it out loud, willingness to explore and understand things that make us uncomfortable is important. And in the context of swearing and communication, I think it's especially important if our job as common scientists as people is to relate to one another is to build community yeah i mean not not only is to me somebody who is going to be so offended or so turned off by an episode on profanity using profanity to cover scientifically or at least common scientifically <laughs> cover the topic if they're that turned off by that i'm i'm highly skeptical of um their self-reflection honestly so there's so i mean, it, I mean it's it's even uh, well, oh, i didn't say something but uh, so you said you talked about somebody spitting at somebody's feet for breastfeeding one time yeah and i made the comment that like you think that makes you a better person once yeah. you just spat someone's feet so it's kind of the same so let's just take it for swearing someone drops an f-bomb and some person who's really offended by it spits at their feet it's like you think you're the better person now like what you did was not far more offensive mm-hmm. than what the swear word was that's just really bizarre to me and as aiden just pointed out it's it's unscientific or anti-scientific to deny the beauty power and usefulness of swear words um Aiden listed a, a, a couple of really good points, and the pain endurance one is huge. And there's also, it's like, it's, if, well, there's also cathartic effects. So if you don't know what catharsis is, catharsis is like a release. So if you have pent up whatever anguish or anxiety or stress, whatever it is, a catharsis is anything that essentially helps you alleviate, alleviate that or alleviate that. And swear words do that. So it's, it's really actually psychological physiological and evolutionary that we use swear words especially it's just it's similar to like an ouch but the word fuck when you drop a hammer on your toe or something has way more social and therefore like physiological weight than like an ouch so it's actually Mm -hmm. going to be more cathartic aka more therapeutic and then more beneficial for you as a person so to sit on a high horse and say ow instead of fuck is actually unhealthy scientifically right or less healthy on the sociology of swearing this badass dr zavios writes that swearing serves two functions and this is going to really um reiterate what you just said but first it is a physiological release of energy I'm going to say that again. It's a physiological release of energy. Guys, that means that when you swear, like Dre said, you literally can feel better. That it it could be the equivalent of punching a wall or of, of releasing energy. And the this writer goes on to say, in this sense, swearing is a socially sanctioned way to express aggression. Wouldn't you rather, wouldn't it be healthier for us to get that intense feeling out and, and also express it to our community in a safe way and a socially accepted way. So that was one. And second, um, she explains that the word fuck, well, is taboo. One, because it means sexual intercourse. And then 
that it's also used as an intensifier, right, to add emphasis and emotion more so than almost any other word. There is not really an equivalent that can both release that energy and intensify in the same sense what you are trying to convey emotionally and viscerally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think discussing this question of why swear at all uh, is absolutely illuminating. I think, I mean, the cathartic one is, is for sure real. I've experienced that personally where for some reason uh, I'll stub my toe and it feels better to, to drop one of these uh, these words that uh, shall not shall not be named in some circles um yeah to to take it towards more the shall not be named kind of this taboo like why what is it about people and certain cultures that makes them want to outlaw some words or makes them want to yeah <laughs> political correctness political correctness yeah <laughs> um I, I think it's going back to our education podcast <laughs> i think it's just lack of education slash miseducation slash kind of like indoctrination so swear words it's not so swear words are cultural but the idea or the concept of them is universal evolutionarily all most if not all mammals have an equivalent to swear words an equivalent release an equivalent yell scream so instead of so swear words are at the same time very animalistic and uniquely human because we're expressing the same sort of anguish or bend up emotion whatever that emotion is but we're also the only beings that can choose our language so we're fucked so when a calf or a zebra or whatever it is is being bit by a lion and it yells out in pain <laughs> there's not any difference than us being bit by a dog or something whatever dropping a hammer on our toe and screaming fuck like you're not gonna say that zebra man he's really obscene <laughs> he really deserves that that getting eaten right now because he's so obscene like you're not gonna say that and if that is the mammalian non-human equivalent to fuck, and both are, I would imagine that that zebra expressing his anguish is releasing some sort of cathartic thing, which would, I'm hoping, help him feel less pain while he's being eaten alive. If that's the same concept and the same kind of rage circuit kind of physiological catharsis, then, again, it's unscientific and it's borderline immoral at this point if it's if swearing is actually helping us be healthier and relieve pain if you are creating laws that which a lot of countries again like literally have laws where you can be arrested detained fined creating laws to stop people from swearing how is that ethical how is that moral i don't think it is i mean i don't think it is yeah, it seems like it's not. And I don't think it's I answered your question. But no. <laughs> it's like evolutionarily. <laughs> so evolutionarily, what am I let's answer your question about why um so many cultures are like trying to stop it or whatever and force people not swearing. 
where I was trying to go with that was that so because these concepts are so ingrained in us, so emotional attached to like the limbic system or emotional center, it is not necessarily someone else's fault that they feel a visceral reaction. And when you are using a word like fuck, which is debasing such an essential or quintessential human activity such as sex, that is a very powerful, also evolutionary response. So, and then we're just kind of acting that out by enforcing customs and then eventually laws. So that's my kind of idea of that. Wow. <laughs> How about you, Lauren? What's your theory? <laughs> well, why, why not swear? <laughs> why not swear? I do respect that it makes people feel uncomfortable. And in that vein, I try to limit my swearing, certainly when I'm around my family. Um, I grew up in a very Christian community and a very Christian home. And it has only got, I mean, it's only gone more crazy Christian and (laughs) in some ways. And yeah, I out of respect for my elders and my family, also out of respect for my siblings who are not yet 18. And I mean, maybe have not yet chosen what sort of path they want to lead in their communication. I try to limit it. Also in social settings, I mean, out at a bar or a restaurant, I might say it in conversation, but I'm definitely not gonna yell it out of respect for other people. But in conversation, and especially in common science conversation and in an effort to remain accessible to the general people who do use swear words, I think it makes a lot of sense to just talk, right? To just communicate. And if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's kind of funny that both of you guys just, I mean, talked about like, yeah, I mean, kind of, your thought process processes on on like yeah the the benefits of swearing and but also like the challenge of yeah making other people comfortable but like the process of common science and science in general is is uncomfortable and it requires positing your beliefs and having other people challenge them absolutely Uh, yeah 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 i think um for me, something that's been on on my mind lately uh, that is funny to me too that you talk about, say, Myrtle Beach outlawing certain speech and uh, yeah, like how is that different than freedom of speech? Like, if it's like how, how is it? How how do how do you guys think people? might reconcile the I mean in my eyes clear uh, kind of clash between this very American ideal of freedom of speech and then also this fear of certain parts of speech and outright banning of it in certain places Generally, when it comes to words and communication, I feel this similarly about written communication. I think that leaning toward no censorship is what is best so long as 
a person or people are not being oppressed or their freedoms are not being taken away or infringed upon. And in the sense of a podcast or a book, you can control whether you continue listening, whether you continue reading, whether you check out the book or not. But in the sense of a public area, you might not be able to control if you if you hear someone yelling fuck or whatever it is and so in that instance I think social sanctions or um what's another word for sanction punishment for for obscenity in public does make sense um but in a perfect world in a Lauren world all words would be allowed and people would just understand what all words meant and would communicate using all words and if there was a better word certainly you would be encouraged to use a better word <clears throat> Dre I see those gears working <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, what well, you're kind of alluding to in ex- um, working with and even Myrtle Beach in general that kind of sanction that rule is working with a different form of swearing than we've talked about. We've been talking mostly about pain, endurance, and cathartic, um, catharsis. But I think when we talk about general obscenities, which I think are conflated with different... Because, like, you can use the word fucking obscenely way, in an obscene way. But I think just, like, like again, dropping a two pound stapler on somebody's toe like one of my friend's moms did when I was oh. in middle school oh, um, and saying the word fuck in that sense is not obscene to me Yeah. but yelling on a public beach a bunch of like swear words like motherfucking cunt ass liquor fuck wad it's like that is obscene for two reasons number one screaming in a public place anything is obscene doesn't matter what it is screaming is obscene um, because it is disruptive and it's also screaming is an emotion or it's, it's similar to swearing. It's going to evoke emotion because that's why probably the reason why baby screams because they, they want something and that's why the mothers react so strongly to it. And same thing. If like, if I scream, people are going to look and what's wrong. Everything okay. Right. So I think that screaming in a public place in general is just obscene. So to specifically call out swear words is a little bit silly to me and a little bit maybe myopic and again like not really very reflective as a society but going to my going traveling back to what i was talking about using swear words in a different way this is more of a dysphemistic way of using words and um so the opposite of a euphemism euphemisms are like instead of saying die you say passed away it's a nicer way of saying things um so dysphemism is a worse way of saying something so usually when we talk about obscenities in that way, we're talking about dysphemisms, which is like we're taking sex, which is a very highly regarded thing in, in, within a lot of cultures, and we're saying fuck or motherfucker or pussy licker. And not only is that debasing something, but it's also drawing our, painting a picture in our mind that is also kind of like not like that I guess is obscene like like a cunt is generally like a dirty like filthy pussy right like it's not just a vagina it's like there's just imagery and connotation around it that's very kind of uh graphic and debasing debasing um not good right so that we know that we can feel it even if the image is popping up we feel that we know what that means so that is where 
those swear words are a little bit different than just reacting cathartically. Do you guys, I know the answer for Aiden, but do you, Dre and Emily, talk about sex using the word fuck? Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, in my experience, and I'm interested in your guys' experience, it's a very common delineation I've experienced with um, women where it's like, let's hook up tonight, let's make love tonight, let's have sex, fuck me. <laughs> so I've, <laughs> I've heard many conversations with all of those different words and connotations and they all mean something different. And if a woman tells a guy to fuck me, or fuck her, then it's like, I think he knows what type of sex she wants to have that night. And it's not gentle, <laughs> sweet nothings. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Which is all good in context. <laughs> what well, Aiden, uh, Lauren? <laughs> Since Lauren uh, posited the question, I think I'm going to kick the can over to her. You always do, dumb. <laughs> um, sometimes... Aiden is more likely to use the word than I am because I think it implies something vulgar in, especially in my experience when it's talking, like when the word fuck is used in reference to sex. If I want hard sex, I could see where fuck would be a more appropriate word than, hey, do you want to have sex? But generally, then I'll say, I mean, then I'll just communicate more clearly and just ask for what I'm wanting in more clear words, you know? So I, I tend to dislike the word in that context because I don't feel, I don't want to be fucked, you know? I want something that feels more like love and more even if it is hard sex or even if it is like a little rough or whatever so I don't know I don't I tend to not prefer the word and there have even been times when Aiden might use the word in a kind of a proposition I'm like no like if you want to fuck use your hand because that sounds rough and disgusting (laughs) (laughs) The boys are laughing. Oh man, um, so profanity. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean it's a good it's a good piece of the discussion because especially with something as sacred as sex, the context that this word that's been decided to be profane has could be taken really differently depending on the person. I think that again, implies the importance of asking questions and talking to your partner about their preferred terms of communication. You know, it's, uh, I just thought of is, so we talked about damn, we talked about fuck. What about shit? Shit's a good one. That's one too. That's it's approaching damn levels where it's like, it's very, like, I, I can't imagine being offended or being in a place where I felt like other than the classroom, like me teaching kids, I don't know too many places where I would feel I can't say the word shit. Or if it slipped out like at a dinner or something, or like with maybe somebody's family or something, 
I wouldn't feel like, I would be like, oh, like, I'm not going to say that. But if it slipped out, I wouldn't be like, oh, versus like if I dropped the F-bomb, I might be like, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tutor. Um, and there have been a couple instances where I'm like, oh, shit. And then I'm like, shit. And then I'm like, ah. Like, um, but other than that, I don't think there are many instances. I mean, around my grandparents. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I mean, yeah, I just want to protect my grandparents from from that in their cute little old farmhouse yeah yeah so you guys don't have particularly strong feelings about that word though no. um i still think it evokes a good amount of emotion um and oftentimes uh, like a milder version of that mm. word um like i used it today actually i think when i was in the shower i drop the soap no, I'm kidding. <laughs> what, what did i do i don't remember it was something like pretty mild but it was something i didn't want to happen and i was yeah. just like I, it was like a, it was an inconvenience i was like shit like you're like you're, you forget something you gotta run back upstairs you're just like shit <laughs> you know and if you were super late you might go fuck but i'm like shit is a good one too i think those i think a powerful yeah i think yeah shit a lot of times just like a lesser fuck because i was gonna say when someone says like i don't give a shit that's pretty powerful yeah but if someone said, I don't give a fuck, that's even more powerful. So I'm like, I, don't, I guess. But yeah. I don't give a shit is pretty powerful, though, I think. If someone said they don't, like, especially if they say, I don't give a shit about you, I'm like, oh, they, don't, they really don't care. Like, uh, they really yeah. don't care. <laughs> that's a big distinction. It matters how you use the word. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, shit, that's really quite mild. But if someone says, yeah, I don't give a shit about your, I just, I just really don't give a shit right now. Yeah. You know, to not, to leave them alone. Yeah. What about you, Aiden? Anything with shit? I know you. I'm right. I'm like, you know, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing particularly <laughs> with uh, with shit. One thing um, that I think we should comment on is that swearing is more socially accepted in the working class. So this is something that's documented. Um, it's much more common in service industry, um, and yeah, I just I think it's worth mentioning. And worth note of asking yourself, I mean, which social strata do I belong to? Where where am I spending my time? Who do who do who are my people? And then acknowledging that more accessibility may mean being okay with swearing. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's super fair. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think in my mind the getting coming back to the like outlawing of certain swear words and certain cultures i think a lot of it comes down to the in-group out-group kind of phenomena and tribalism and and trying to draw lines around some arbitrary distinction um yeah yeah, i do want to ask dre about the n-word because i will hear it thrown around in like a I don't know, in like a linguistic context of people who look like each other, like, oh, my N or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Versus like use of the word with a hard R. Some people say don't use it at all. I mean, I don't use it at all, obviously, but I will hear even my brother like refer to his friends or I mean, and I'm curious if there's a right answer that I'm missing or if it depends or refer to your, his friends as the, a nigga. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you should not do that. <laughs> that is a mistake. Yeah. Keep that shit out in the rural area. <laughs> Don't bring that to the cities. Um, that's that's dangerous. Um, yeah, the N word is um speaking of words that are unique into the English language. We talked about the F word. The N word is very very complicated. Um, far more complicated than the F word, and evoking as much emotion a a lot of times um i wouldn't when aiden asked me um what my favorite swear word is i thought the word nigga i don't use it as much as i used to but that's probably because i don't hang around as many black people as i used to Mm -hmm. um i'm married to a white woman it's covid so i'm not seeing a lot of my family and the people i grew up with but i do see one of my close or a couple of my close friends who are black um occasionally once a month or so and one of them for sure two of them for sure when we're together it's nigga this nigga that my nigga all that type of stuff so um so wait why can they say it and my brother can't um i am not like i throughout my life i've had different sensitivities to it i'm not very sensitive to it anymore um, I would not let somebody who's not black or mostly just white people, honestly, mm-hmm. like I've heard, like I've been around growing up when it was, I was more sensitive to it and I was in a community that was more sensitive to it. Um, we, some of us let like, um, people of Central American descent, um, even Asian descent say it really just white people and obviously white people were their oppressors. So it makes right. sense to a degree. The, um, the N-word's really complicated. I don't... I'm not very sensitive to it. I still would not like white people to say it around me. But for me, the reason why I tell people not to say it is because I know there's people that will fuck you up for saying it. Okay, <laughs> so, so it's that's... dangerous. Yeah, that's what I told my... I mean, that's what I told my brother. He... there In this small, small community in Minnesota, there's like... There's like maybe five black kids, right? In all... All of the schools. Elementary, middle, and yeah. high school. And so his one good buddy who runs with him and wrestles with him and, I mean, then he will call him. He'll be like, oh, my nigga. And, I mean, I think there's nothing to compare it to because there is no black community, really. Um, and he's also living in a white family because he's adopted this specific mm-hmm. child that I'm thinking of. And one time I heard my brother say that and I was like, dude, you no, like you can't he's like oh like it's fine we're, we're, we're chill it's fine and i'm like no like if you g- go somewhere else in the world like somewhere else even in minnesota like people will be mad um and that was just my main message and warning to him and, and then i explained obviously some of the history and he's like oh he didn't use a hard r i mean yeah he's, he was also like 10 at the time so but yeah, yeah, it's a complicated word. It is complicated. And the hard R is definitely different. Like if someone Yeah, if they just if they said nigger, that'd be I don't know, anybody who's really accepting that. I've no. like I had some white people growing up that would say like my nigga and stuff. But they were also from like the same block as me. Versus like some like when I moved to Matamidai, some suburban kid, I would n I'd never allowed that around me. Um mm-hmm. So, and it was still, even in, if you're from the inner cities, from the hood, grew up poverty, same school system, et cetera, that, w- that was still really rare for me to see. Uh, yeah, it's just complicated. Mostly, I just advise, I don't know what's right or wrong. I know, like, I understand reclamation of words, similar to how women have attempted to slash reclaim bitch and slut. 
Um, Because, yeah, I think in general, it's still really looked down upon for a male to call a woman a bitch or a slut. But I hear girls talk about, like, my sluts, you slut, bitch, this, this, all the time. Like, that's my bitch. I hear it a lot. Um, And it's it's love. Just like when I call my black friends, that's my nigga. (laughs) Like, it's all love. But, um, yeah, I mean, the history of that word is obviously crazy, crazy dark. And um, I think the only word I've ever seen comparable to it is the word faggot. And that word is really, really tough. Um, I didn't use it a ton when I was younger, but I did use it a little bit. And as it, it took me a while into my probably like mid to late teens to really grow sensitivity to it. And now if someone says it, I'm really sensitive to it. Probably more sensitive than nigga, but maybe not nigger. If I heard that, that might that'd be a little tough. But, um, so yeah, that F word is very, very, um, I'm very sensitive to it. And I think if I'm not mistaken, that there's a link with that F word to gays, homosexuals historically being rolled up and burned like a British cigarette or English cigarette. So, uh, so I know that originally. Well, so that F word was, uh, like, defining, like, you would smoke a faggot. I think it was, like, a, uh, or it might have been a... I don't a bag know. is a cigarette, yeah, in England. Um, in the meaning of bundle is an archaic English unit applied to bundles of certain items. Yeah, I'm not sure about the burning part of gay people. But... All right, that's something I've heard. Not sure if that's true. Okay. Either way, those are those are two words that for yeah. like that that F word is the only word I've seen that's like drawing any sort of like parallel at all to the N word. Even like if you go into the R word and words like that and any other racial slurs, I've never seen anything like the N word and then that F word. But yeah, I mean those are those are really and I and also I hear like the homosexual friends that I have they use that f word um like colloquially and as a term but demon with their friends um so but i don't use it and i wouldn't think similar to if i was white with the n word i wouldn't think that i have any right to and i also wouldn't want to either no so yeah i think yeah i mean just the right the super complicated and super complex history uh is hard to I mean, it's just almost impossible to unpack. Um, And you really can't decouple the history of something that immense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where there's a huge delineation for me between... So that's the type of swear word that I don't remember who maybe Pinker categorized it as like uh, denoting an other or like a undesirable group. So... It seems like that's also a universal swear word where there's terms in every culture essentially denoting an unwanted group that is taboo words. And those are all, those unlike many of our many general swear words where, for example, if you are an English speaker and you speak, you start speaking a language like Spanish or something, it's very common for you to use their taboo words without feeling the same effects. That's very common. I've also, I grew up with some friends from Ethiopia and a lot of their households, our swear words weren't that big of a deal. 
because it's not their first language, not their culture, so they didn't care that much if their kids were dropping F-bombs and stuff like that. They're just like, it doesn't mean anything to us, right? But the one thing in my research that I saw, that one study such um, doctor said that racial slurs, um, the degradation of human beings, that is generally, that does not get lost like in, in the switching of languages. Like you're not just gonna go to a different language and start calling people by racial slurs. And that's like going back to my point, like that's like the huge delineation I make. Cause like you can be offended by me saying shit and that being obscene, but the fact that that's considered profanity and then also the n-word is considered profanity it's like those are miles and leagues apart and i don't i i can hardly like put those in the same conversation really yeah yeah i think the delineation between yeah i mean a a swear word versus a slur is a big one like anything that's like directed towards i mean like the when you said that I don't, I don't give a shit about you kind of phrasing at least of it mm-hmm. like that to me is I mean obviously it doesn't even compare to the other um, like racial slurs that we've talked about mm-hmm. but like that compared to just like an expletive when when somebody drops a hammer on their foot right is completely different because yeah. um, it's yeah harming somebody else actively um, definitely abusive language versus right yeah catharsis. so kind of a funny story related to swearing when my little sister was adopted from nicaragua she came here when she's around 13 and um she was learning english right and there became a point when i mean friends were teaching her words and some dumbass also dumbass i use pretty frequently but i don't consider it a swear word anyways nice to pick and choose yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is but it's, i don't know no, no, i get it um also badass anyways some dumbass in her grade was trying to convince her to use these new words and he was telling her that swear words meant other things mm. like oh that means that they're pretty oh that means yeah and so her, my sister and I, she came home. She's like, what does this mean? Like, I was told that it meant this, and then I said it, and then people got upset. And so we went on a walk, and I explained all of the swear words that I knew to her. I was like, oh, shit, she needs to know all the things. And so we went for a walk, and I, I just, yeah, I taught her all the things. And it made me just think of the dangers that can come from not educating on these words, especially when there's a lot of context behind like the n-word or the f-word um the longer more scary f-word than fuck um and also the importance i think for for people to listen to these sorts of conversations and under have a bit of a bit more understanding of the social context that plays into some of these words yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) okay yeah yeah (laughs) I don't know how funny it was. It was very informational and very accurate. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> educational it was, story. It was funny at the time because I never thought I would be just educating one of my younger siblings no, on sure. every swear word. On that sure. note, the train's coming in hot. <laughs> and Leaping out all our swear words. <laughs> 
And yeah, we are just common scientists out here asking questions and finding the best answers that we can. Hopefully this provoked some thought.